And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister, Mare Bear. What's up, guys? (laughs) She's subdued because of the episodes we have to talk about this week. I'm so excited. We're continuing Season 9 of The Office with Episodes 3 and 4, Andy's Ancestry. And Work Bus. And Work Bus. Uh, Before we jump into those episodes and the grueling task that that will entail... Why don't you let everybody know what we talked about last Listen, week? I feel like it's like a funeral. I feel, I feel like Aaron and Spooked when she's trying to sell the Pecker Poker, <laughs> like so the game of cards that gets you hard. Yeah, this is like I don't even want to say it, but okay. This is actually guys. becoming a job. <laughs> yeah, we used to enjoy our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um. So guys, uh, season nine started off with episode one. New guys. We were introduced to Plop and Clark, the two new people that they tried to bring in to revive the show after the loss of. You know, Michael Scott and Robert California. I just realized that Aaron and Ke- or Aaron and Ke- Kelly and Ryan also aren't on the show. Yeah, they rehashed that in episode one. Yeah, but I just because we Toby brought so we're up. recording four episodes the day of that we're recording right now. This episode we're doing two was three, four, five, and six. Yeah. I just realized today after watching six episodes into season nine that Ryan and Kelly are not there. Well, they were they in are so episode inc- one for like three seconds. But like they're so inconsequential, I guess, that yeah, I just... Yeah, they've gotten it so never, inconsequential. Yeah, it never clicked. And he just did the whole Prince Ali thing in the last... Boo! <laughs> yeah, like, but, yeah, but he moved to Ohio to follow her. Yeah, but like it, it's just hitting me now like... Yeah. I didn't realize that until you just mentioned, like, until we just started saying that. Yeah. When you said they replaced, I was like, oh, Ryan and Kelly, because that's why they're in the back. Yeah. They're in the annex. They're, they're not cus- on the show. You know what? It took two people to replace Kelly Kapoor. That's <laughs> well, all yeah, I'm saying. Well, yeah, because Ryan didn't do anything. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm sorry. So, the, what was that oh, episode? Yeah, well, New guys? Uh, yeah, we were introduced to them. Andy came back. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, they're really... Well, Andy came oh, back from what? Out, oh, from uh, Outward Bound or something it's like, like that. It's like a wilderness retreat. Yeah, to give him self-confidence, and yeah. now he's just a huge prick. Uh, we found out that Dwight is not the father of Angela's baby. You are not the father. That's my Maury <laughs> Povich impression. Oh, that's awful. That's great. No, what? And the lie detector determined that was a lie. I he's think not that's that pre- nasally. Yes, he is. All oh, right. my God. I think we'll agree good. to disagree on that. I think it's good. Uh, and then the much-anticipated Roy's wedding episode, oh my which God. was what a, a f- huge letdown. What a fucking fart that was. Roy's wedding had so much opportunity. I was, was I, just wasted. I was and thinking I think it's about because that one. Mindy Kaling wasn't there anymore well, to write. <laughs> I was just like thinking about that one today, actually, because oh. as I was doing these episodes and watching mm-hmm. them, and taking notes and everything, I was like, I kept going back to Roy's wedding and how fucking poor it was. Yeah, because like, and the thing is, like. There was so much opportunity, so much, so much room for activities yeah. in that one, and they so just much. it just bombed. It yeah. just bombed, and it's because of the tone of the show changing, which we'll talk about today. Yeah, we're going to talk about a few things today about that, but like that really, what could have been a fun episode? Because so much fun. The, the thing that blows my mind most about it, though, is that this is a show that will stick its head up its own ass sometimes. Like, Threat Level Midnight was just a love letter to itself. Yeah. Like, all the throwbacks and stuff like that. The Pam and Jim's wedding, where, like, they involved all these people and yeah. shit like that. It's like a show that's not afraid to, like, thank the viewer for watching with, yeah. like, Easter eggs and shit. And the one episode you would think, like, there's so much history, they didn't do it. Like, dating back to episode one. And I'm not a nostalgia guy, but, like, that's the time that you do it. That could have been. That's the time you do it. Perfect opportunity. Yeah, but it, anyway, that's... But anyway, yeah. we digress. We didn't bitch about that episode enough last week, apparently, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
So, anyways, um, I'm looking through my notes, guys, and it's literally, like, Andy's a fucking moron. Oh, Clark tries to get Aaron into his apartment in a short... To seduce uh, her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Dwight twat. wants to live by Taliban law. And oh, yeah, Nellie no. tries to get her to get him to cut her off her hand. Um, also, Plop takes Aaron out for burgers. Yeah, that's how it ends. Because Andy wants to stay and pretend to be a newsman with Clark. He fell into Clark's seduction trap. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it turns out that Clark, who was openly wooing Aaron, mm-hmm. might not be the, the snake in the grass. Nope. No. So, that brings us to... Season 9, Episode 3, Andy's Ancestry. Mm-hmm. So the cold open is actually one of the better Yo, ones they've ever done. It's absolutely fucking <laughs> like, fantastic. We just kind of ripped everything, but like, this is one of the best cold opens ever. You know what, though? Sh- the, the rest of the episode might suck, but their cold opens <laughs> are pretty fucking choice. Yeah, like, like they're short and sweet and to the point. Mm-hmm. And so this- the level of detail in this one, though. Mm-hmm. So Dwight is at his desk. It's the morning, and a gentleman- of Asian persuasion walks yes. in. It's an Asian guy. It's, um, oh my God, I know the actor's name. I know. He plays Kim Jong-un in, he does, the, in interview, the interview. And he's the dad on Fresh Off the Boat. Yes. I know his name is on the tip of my tongue. Um, and I can't get it. It's Randall. Randall Park, I think. You're looking um, it up right now. I am We're going to do this up. live, everybody. Hold on. Get Fuck it. it. We'll do it live. <laughs> get it. Get it. Come on. Fresh trying, Off the Boat. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> um... Randall Park. Randall Park. Okay, I did get it. Okay. But anyway, he sits down at the desk, in Jim's desk. Yes. And Dwight's like, who are you? He's like, Dwight, it's me, Jim. And he's like so, like, So kind. friendly. Like, so friendly. And Dwight's like, Jim's not Asian? He's like, I'm glad you don't see ra- <laughs> race, Dwight. to you. <laughs> yeah. And so Dwight's like, well, tell me what you did yesterday. And the guy has everything that Jim did the day before. Like the count of what kind of stock. And to where he was making the sale and one he didn't close. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I got to check my voicemail to see if I got that call. So he hides his finger. He types in the password. Well, because he opens up the voicemail and Dwight like stands up yeah. super suspicious. So he gets over it like you're doing your ATM in yeah. Camden, New Jersey or something. <laughs> and... Uh, like, he gets the voicemail, and Dwight's like, how'd you know that? What are you doing? That's sensitive information. So then Pam walks in, and she's like, oh, Jim, I got us those reservations tonight. And she kisses the guy. Yeah. And after that, we get a talking head from Pam where she said it's their uh, friend. He's an actor. Jim's at the dentist yes. this morning. So this is his way of fucking with Dwight. But the best part is Dwight goes, this is not, you're not Jim Halpert. This is Jim Halpert. And he takes a picture off Pam's desk. And it's Asian Jim yes. with two Asian children and, and Pam. Pam. Yeah, and they're like this happy family unit. And Dwight's just like, oh my god. Oh my god. He's like having a connection. It's like a glitch in the Matrix. That's so fucking up. This was great. It was. Because like, I love the fact that they went like... The, the level of detail. Yeah, like, the, to say like, Dwight's going to ask you what sales I made yeah, yesterday. That Jim is going to fuck with him so seriously that this is what, what it's going to do. Great cold open. Yeah. It actually might have been most of this episode's points. Yeah. Uh, so the show pro- proper opens, and Daryl is reading a productivity book in the break room. And uh, he's now the assistant manager, he says. Assistant which, to the regional manager. Does he say that? I thought he said assistant regional I manager. I don't think assistant regional manager actually exists. But he says in order to save time now and productivity, he's going to do... He does a bunch of talking heads generically, like, <laughs> he or she really got themselves into a predicament. Yeah, the sound bites. So Aaron is <laughs> learning French. Excuse me, and, guys. You know, Sorry, hiccups. <laughs> so Dwight is in the break room and hears her going like, like rolling her R's hard and shit. Yogur. You know? Yeah. Un sac Un douche. And um, he tells her that like that, you know, you got to learn a hip language. Well, I love that he says, oh no, French is great if you're a chain smoking acrobat. That's so amazing. <laughs> it's so specific. And uh, he gets her to learn Dothraki. Yes. Which is what? 
from Game of Thrones, home, bo- home box offices, Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've never seen Game of... Are you a Thrones? It's great. Yeah. I, yeah. This, don't watch the last season, but it's great. <laughs> well, I remember like a still photo came out from the last season, and it's this big scene, and there's like an Aquafina water bottle in it. Yeah. Like, just everybody stopped caring. Then there's another scene <laughs> in the last one where there's a fucking Starbucks cup on the... <laughs> On the, uh, like, banquet table. It's so, like, really, guys? So hilarious. Really? Um, so we see Nellie, who is nervous, and she asks Pam to help her practice to get her driver's license. Mm-hmm. And Pam offers and blah, blah, blah. So Nellie goes into Andy, who's treating her like shit. Yeah. Tells her she has wrinkly old balls at one point, I believe. Yep. And That's she... not workplace harassment. No. I really don't know what is. So she gives him a printout of his family tree. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that he's a distant relative of Michelle Obama. Yep. I do love... And he's like, wait, the Michelle Obama? She's like, wants to wipe out fat children, Michelle Obama. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> and Andy's like all geeked up and he goes out and he tells everyone in the office. And then Aaron does a talking head where she says she's already intimidated by Andy's family and this just makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. So Andy's in the break room and he tells the new guys the news and they start clapping for him. And we get we find out that they're Andy's cheerleaders to get ahead. So everything Andy does, whether it's get a cup of water or... You know, whatever. They Wiping just, his ass. Yeah. Clark and Plop are going to fucking They're just there clapping him for him. him. Which just inflates his ego more. So Jim is with Daryl in Daryl's space. <laughs> and they're t- they're talking about saving time. And Andy comes in to tell them uh, the news about mm. Michelle Obama or whatever. And like Jim, Jim's like, oh, Daryl has a great idea to like for efficiency. And Andy just blows it off. Just like Michael did with, the, with Joe Bennett. Exactly. Well, Michael was more overtly like... When Daryl had the sketch, he's like, oh, we'll put that in the refrigerator. You know, I, this, the whole Andy thing is really making me miss Michael. And I wasn't the biggest Michael Scott fan, but like, this stuff is rough. So Nellie is driving with Pam and she's eating a salad while she drives. Go ahead. My favorite. Okay. So honestly, guys, I think Nellie was the funniest part of this fucking episode. She actually was. And it was shocking. (laughs) It really was when she says, you know how Andy has been salting my onions lately? Yeah. And Pam's just like. (laughs) Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> so, oh no, that was later. Oh, this is sorry, just her guys. eating the salad, and Pam is doing like the subliminal, like oh. between sentences. Red light, brake yeah. lights, brake lights. Yeah, turn dude. signal, turn signal. Yeah. So Oscar is with others, saying Andy's family owned slaves. Mm. So Oscar is jumping from point A to point B really quickly here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dwight is teaching Aaron Dothraki in the conference room now, which okay. is actually kind of funny. Yeah. He has like the whiteboard, and she's like Dothraki, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yelling. So Pam and Nellie back again, and Nellie tells Pam that she made it up. This is when she says the salting the oh, onions, yeah. and, and that she made it all up. And Pam does a talking head where we see a mechanic working on the wheel. Obviously, Nellie hits something. Something happened, yeah. yeah. And Pam's just like, you know, Nellie's kind of fun. And she turns around and Nellie's pretending to bludgeon the mechanic. Yeah, she's like, hey, Pam. He has like a wrench and she's swinging it. (laughs) And Pam's just like, oh, it's hilarious. So Oscar is with everyone in the office now, still talking about how Andy comes from slave owners. And Andy says, like, get back to work. And he pretends to, like, crack a whip. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, don't do that. And that's when Oscar explains the theory to him. And we get Daryl's generic talking head. <laughs> he or she really got themselves into quite a predicament. <laughs> so Daryl and Andy are in Andy's office. And Daryl gives him his productivity report. Andy gets off the phone with his mom. Says he wants to talk to her about America's great shame. And uh, he's like unfocused and tells Daryl. And Daryl tells him like, it's only weird if you make it weird. Like you didn't do anything yeah. wrong. It's like hundreds of years in the past. Like. 
And of course, Andy's going to make it weird. Of course. So we see Aaron and Dwight now going around the office practicing Dothraki. <laughs> He's pointing things and she's like, rah, rah, like yeah. doing her shit. Very guttural. Yeah, it's like Klingon, yeah. which Dwight actually says at one point. <laughs> and uh, he asks, does anyone have fermented mare's milk? Where <laughs> Creed looks in his drawer. <laughs> yeah, Creed's just looking around. He's like, nah, boss, sorry. Sorry. So they go through the annex and she says, hello to Plop mm-hmm. in Dothraki. And he's just like, oh, hey... This is bad. <laughs> hey, I'm a cardboard cutout of a human with no personality. My name's Plop. <laughs> Incredible. So right. Nellie and Pam are driving again, and Pam's telling her about her painting, and she shows her a mural that Angela that <laughs> she, she made did in Angela's bedroom for the well, baby's room for the baby. And Nellie's like, "Oh, that lion looks so cute in a tuxedo." And what does Pam say? <laughs> she said Angela insisted all of the animals be fully clothed, <laughs> <laughs> like for formal occasions. Uh, so Andy goes to Aaron and asks her for help getting reports, and she tells him that she's learning Dothraki. To which you know, Andy gets like, "Oh, you're learning a made-up language." Like, I'm dealing with yeah. real shit. Of course, he's a fucking dick to Aaron because he's a dick to everybody. And that's when like Aaron gets pissed at Dwight because she thought she was learning a real language. Yeah. And that's when Dwight's like, they said the same thing about Klingon. That's like a real language. Now, now. you can major at it in college. <laughs> Which I wouldn't be shocked if like Oberlin or something like that. Not at all. Uh, so Andy is in the break room and people are busting his balls about being a slave owner. And his phone goes off and Kevin changed his ringtone to Dixie. <laughs> uh, we see Nellie gets a text from Andy to do family trees for everyone to dig up dirt. Yep. And Pam wants to help. And she says that... Jim said that Jim is related to Nixon because when he wakes up in the morning, he looks Nixony. <laughs> and then Pam, like Nellie, starts like, "Oh, I've dated a guy like Nixon." Lie, lie, lie. Mm-hmm. And that's when Pam tells Nellie she's afraid Jim has a secret she's not telling. Ooh. And Nellie automatically assumes it's an affair. Yes. So, in the conference room, we have a meeting, and Andy is like getting texts from Nellie, just saying horrible things, like Phyllis's grand great grandmother. Spread cholera. Kevin is related to Ger- uh, John, John Wayne Gacy, Gacy and John Wayne Bobbitt. Uh, Jim is related to Nixon, where he does a talking head where he's like holding up a picture. He's like, no. He's like, Pam says I always says I look really Nixony in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then he like feels his nose. He's like, oh god. So he says, oh, and then Dwight. He says Dwight's name, and Dwight tries to do damage control. Well, he goes, and Dwight, your grandfather... And Dwight just goes, was in the Bund, which wasn't exactly the Nazi party. (laughs) And he starts doing this whole thing, trying to cover up for his Nazi grandpa. And and he's just like, was a tax evader. (laughs) (laughs) So, Meredith is related to Lizzie Borden. (laughs) And she's like, fuck yeah! Yeah, she's like... Angela's terrified. Um, Andy says we all have shitty relatives in the past, and not to focus on that, Mm -hmm. that we are different people, which is actually true. And Oscar talks about Andy's money being a benefit earned by slavery. Oscar is such a bitch in here. He is. Like, just shut up and get over it, you know? And Andy gets a call from his mom that says, no, they transported slaves. They were like middlemen. We didn't own slaves, we just transported them. But he, you know, he's like freaking out about it or whatever. Uh, that they transported slaves. And I shouldn't say that Oscar's a bitch, but like he's Oscar's really like, he's, sticking to it. Yeah, like, like he's, where everybody else, like yeah, Dwight's grandfather was a member of the Bund. Yeah, and, like nobody and goes Oscar's towards like, that. Yeah, but Oscar's like, hey, that was only sixty years ago. Fuck that. We're gonna focus on the fact that Andy's ancestors, yeah. two hundred years ago, may or may not have owned or transported slaves. I think that's the thing that bothered me most of all is that he assumed it. 
Yeah. I think that's the thing that bothered me about us, because I know people out there who they look at somebody or they read something about somebody and they automatically assume something. Yeah. I think that's what bothered me most about it. Not that he was, like, kind of right about it, but just yeah. that he was such a dick about it without actually having knowledge. Yeah. No, I can understand that. But that's very Oscar. Yes, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so Andy calls in Daryl to help him Poe mouth, oh, which is to God. make it sound like he had a worse childhood than he really did. Yeah. But he's pissed that Andy won't listen to his ideas, and he sees that Andy ignored his report, like his coffee is spilled on it and everything, and he leaves in a huff. Yeah. And Jim is like, hey. so What if I told you there was sports marketing it's, in Philly? It's coming. So Nellie pulls in badly. And fucking pulls into that the into ivy because like I never realized like they have like the parking lot is Wrigley Field with all the ivy and well, shit. Well, they ha- uh, we found that out when Andy drove over Dwight That's in right. the duel. <laughs> that was a great, great episode. So Jim meets Daryl in the warehouse and they have a heart to heart where Jim is like, "You don't always have to do this," and Daryl's like, "I gotta get out of here. I'm never gonna move up." Well, I love how he says, the higher my title, the stupider my job gets. And I'm like, that's corporate America. Bro, that is so true. I hate to tell you, that's how it is. <laughs> and uh, Jim like offers him a, like to get in on his gig with mm-hmm. the thing he's doing with his college friend. And he's selling Daryl to it. And then he says he has to talk to Pam about <laughs> well, it. Because Daryl's like, oh, is this real? Is Pam involved? Or, like, is she cool with it? And he goes, well... It's not real unless your wife says yeah. it's real, man. <laughs> so Nellie shows Pam the warehouse wall. And since she's special projects manager, wants Pam to paint a mural on the mm-hmm. warehouse wall. Which, can they technically do that since Dwight owns the building? Um. That doesn't, that seems like something you'd have to. It would be in the contract. Talk to I the landlord assume, about, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so that, like, Pam's freaking out. She's like, oh my god, I'm so excited. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And Jim asks, you know, Jim and Daryl are there and they come out and they ask, you know, he asks to talk with Pam. So they're in one of like the offices there with the windows out. Apparently Val's office. I was going to say, I haven't seen her since, mm-hmm. well, she was at Roy's wedding, I guess, but in the office setting, she mm-hmm. was in the finale at the for, the photo, which mm-hmm. is weird. But I I, have, I don't think she's in any of the upcoming episodes, at least the immediate Not ones. Not that I've seen. Um, So outside the office, Daryl and Nellie are watching through the window mm-hmm. and they have an awkward conversation because Nellie's sure that Jim's cheating, but like they don't say, like Daryl knows what it's about. Well, he's like, you know what this is about? And he's like, oh, yes. Yeah. And what do you think it is? And Daryl's like, he deserves this. He said I could get a piece of it. Yeah. And she's just like, what? Like, <laughs> it's really good. Um, so they hug and Jim does a talking head where he says he's so happy. Like Pam's on board. This is like his dream. And Pam's talking head is just her. And she's going, I can't believe he didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about this at the end. So they they hug, they do the shit, whatever. And at the end of the day, Pete says goodbye to Aaron and Dothraki. And she responds to him as her and Andy are getting in the car. And Andy's like, he's a really nice guy. We should hook him up with Meredith. <laughs> he's <laughs> only 20 years younger than I was going to say, and that's the episode. What'd you give it? 2.0. I give it a 2.2. Not a fan. How was Nellie the funniest part of the episode? Right? We hate Nellie, and she was the best fucking. How did they do that to us? Uh, because everybody else it's was by that design. Horrible. Everybody else sucked so badly. They well, had to lift Nellie up. And this all comes down to everybody else not being funny, or at it's least not at being all. fed, not being fed comedy. Like Oscar was like sincere and earnest, and yeah. not like there was no comedy in it. Like, the whole Andy thing, I feel like it's tired. Like, I feel like this show has touched on race a million times already. Yeah. And it's just, like, kind of boring. And the way that Andy does it is not nearly as funny or clever as Mm-mm. the way Steve Carell did. Because Steve Carell came from a place of, like, naivety. 
Naivete. 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 Well, so does Andy like, in a way. No, well, Andy's a, just a fucking he's just spoiled. He's spoiled. He came from an affluent family. Like, you know this. <clears throat> he went to an Ivy League school. He's just a fucking moron. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not. And, and the, it's really, really the, not. I guess the only parts were funny were the Dwight Aaron Dothraki stuff. And Asian Jim. Asian Jim. That was the big one. But I want to talk about the Pam thing at the end. Okay. Okay. Now, this is my take on it. She told him no. Jim, in the three episodes of this season... Well, we couldn't say that she told him no. Jim said all we got was a talking head of them saying we discussed it and we decided it wasn't best for our family. No, he said Pam wasn't on board, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't know. But anyway, but he made it clear to her that this was a dream of his and he thought it could be big. And this is a guy who... Especially in season or in the first episode, mm-hmm. where he's like, "I'm trapped here." Especially when he heard Plop talking about his plans mm-hmm. and everything, he's like, "This isn't what I want to do." Like, this is a guy who wants to do something more, mm-hmm. and he has an idea and he has an out. It's not a guy who's just dropping everything and start. It's not American Beauty where Kevin Spacey starts lifting yeah. weights and smoking weed oh. and shit like that. Like, this is a guy who has a plan. He has actual like Jim never is passionate about anything. Yeah, and he's actually passionate about this, and rather than having more than one conversation about it. Pam, they have the one conversation about it. Oh, we don't know how but, many conversations they okay, had, Okay, but Jim, Jim's excitement in the talking head where he's like, this is great, like I have my wife's support, this is something I really want to do. And, and rather than seeing that excitement in her husband and supporting him and wanting to do it together, she's just all hung up on, it's the only thing he's ever lied to me about. Like, it's not a perfect marriage. Like, if that's the lie that your husband tells you, you're doing all right. <laughs> Well, you no, know? yeah, but I think that they had the type of marriage where they were, they are able to talk to each other about everything, and if they decided that they weren't going to move forward with it, that's one thing. If he came back to her and said, listen, I really am passionate about this, I really do think it can work, I think we should do it, I think she would have been more on board with than having two weeks go by where she's like, he's like, oh, I have a thing, well, a sandwich, to be fair, soup, but like... You have to, like, if they have that good of a marriage, Roy's wedding, they went, we know everything about each other. We know everything about each other. She knew something was going on. He lied to her about something. And so, of course, if he comes to her and says, I'm going to be passionate about this, blah, 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 she's going to be supportive, but it's still going to hurt that she felt, that he felt he couldn't come to talk to her about it. To be fair, the show tries to have it both ways by doing the whole thing again where we see them from the outside, but we don't actually yeah. know what they're... Because, like, he might have lied and just said, like, I want to do this now. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to tell her, like, I've been doing it. Yeah. So, like, I, in, in a way, it's just, like, if that was happening, I'd be excited that my wife was doing something, like, that she's passionate about. Like, Jim has supported all of her art endeavors. He, yes. like, had her go to New York and everything, and they were mutually agreed upon. But they didn't have children to support then. No, but at the and same... And they didn't have a mortgage then. It's not like she's not going to go out of... It's not like she's going to stop working, and it's not like he's going to stop working. They're just going to try something. It's a risk. But it's some, yeah, well, that's just it. And she just... We already set it up perfectly. I like my boring life exactly how it is. I just think... He kind of side... Like, he blindsided her. They agreed they weren't going to do it, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, actually, I've been going behind your back for a few weeks, and I have been doing it, and I am going to do it. Do you think it's kind of selfish of her that that's the only thing she could say, though? 
No, I'm not I'm, like I'm excited for Jim or anything like that. Well, I wish yeah, he told me. We also don't know if there's anything else, but also we don't know how long the time frame was between their conversation and the talking head. Yeah, because she could have walked out and just been like, "I just can't believe he didn't tell it me." Just, it's great, but I can't believe he felt like he couldn't tell me sooner. Well, he did tell her, and she shot it down. That's why he did it behind her back. And that, we that, don't know that, that it just sure. left a sour taste in my mouth watching because. For this couple, I could understand for eight, where for, she was for from. eight seasons, this couple was all up each other's ass. And like, I could understand where she was coming. It from. is just this is like the part of the thing I'm talking about with the tone of the show just changing. Yeah, where like it's serious now. <laughs> it's like drama. <laughs> I hate the drama. <laughs> Worst episode. But um, you know, you got anything else you want to add to this Literally, one? Literally, no. Okay, uh, it, we spent what, about 24 minutes on this. We spent way too much on it. Yeah. Um, that brings us to episode four, Work Bus. But mm-hmm. before we jump into that bear, tell everybody where they can find us. You can find us on Twitter at Bros's Podcast. We always like to share our favorite screen grabs from each episode, if we have any. And then uh, we talk about wrestling and other shit on there. Football, Football. baseball. Yeah. yeah. So one. that's, again, on Twitter, <laughs> at Bros's Podcast. Or you can email us at brotherssisterrewatch at gmail.com. Right. Kevin, tell them where they can find the cast. You can find us wherever you're listening to us now. You can find us on any podcasting app. I suggest that you go and find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Podbean, wherever you like to listen. We will, You will find us there. Boom, boom. Also, you can find us each and every Monday on the Jenny Position Podcast feed, along with other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Driving, and more... So you can find us every Monday. Subscribe today to the Ginny Position podcast feed. You will thank me later. And that brings us up to Work Bus Bear. So why don't you take it away? Absolutely. So guys, our cold open, um, Andy... Garbage. Dude, this... Yeah, this is <laughs> I almost awful. don't want to talk about it because it's just bad. <laughs> guys, I'm so sorry for how unenthusiastic I'm about to be for the next 20 minutes. Okay, <laughs> so Andy, <laughs> Andy has a highlight reel of the softball season, which apparently Dunder Mifflin has a softball team. Yeah, we never touched upon that before. Ever. That would have been fun. And he says that it's a fail reel, but it's right, like literally just videos of people doing normal things <clears> and Andy making obscene noises it, over it. It sounds like... It's just like like the 90s America's Funniest Home yeah. Videos with Saget, where yeah. people are doing stuff. He's like, hey, I'm going to do this voice. And yeah. Shit. Like, like, it's bad. Yeah. At least Saget. And then he's just going, fail, fail, yeah. fail. Yeah, making fart noises. of like, And yeah. it's not even stuff happening. It's like Jim oh. stepping up on the pitcher's mount and, and like he like reverses re- and forwards. Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at him dance. Look at him dance. It's like Tom Bergeron. Like, look at him dance. Not even close. No, not even close to Tom Bergeron. Bergeron? Bergeron? I say burgers are on, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. it's Bergeron. But no, that guy has charisma. Say, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But, um, and then Jim was like, hey, why didn't you, um... Play the real one. Yeah, the one where Andy picked up the cooler was a tiny fucking baby <laughs> and spilled the whole thing on his face. It and looked like it was has, muddy water. <laughs> it looked like purple Gatorade. Is that what it was? Because it, it looked gross. Yeah. Um, my one question, why has his entire personality fucking changed? How so? Explain. Andy? Yeah, explain. When he, I okay, so he was like the nice guy on the sales floor. He couldn't do a real sale because he was too, like, he just sucked at sales, but he was like funny. He did musicals and now he's like a massive douche. Uh, he is a douche, but I feel like part of that is... Remember, like because of Nelly being an asshole to it, him. Well, it's part of that, and it's part like he lost his job last year. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're trying Pardon to make the character. Him? Yeah, the 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 character got calcified in a way. Ugh. I feel like that's what they're trying to do. It's um, not reading well. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good yeah. at all. But there's 
is this the episode? No, this is okay. There's an episode coming up next week where we'll talk about another character who I feel yeah. has changed yeah. in bad ways. All right, so guys, that was our cold open. Awful. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, great. Yeah. All right, so now we see Toby, Aaron, and Dwight measuring EMF hotspots, basically where there's a lot of wiring concentrated in one area that doesn't have enough insulation. So they're putting red X's with mm-hmm. tape on the spots. And then we see Jim and Pam coming in, and they're, like, kissing up to... Uh, Jim's kissing up to Pam to make up for the fact that he finally told her about the job in Philly. Um, and he's, like, opening doors for yeah. her and shit like that. Um, Nellie asks Andy for a minute of his time, and he literally pulls out an hourglass, and he does a run-on sentence that he says he will not give her time back out of the minute. And as the sands go through the hourglass... But basically, she's trying to adopt a baby, but she needs a character reference... From her employer. Question. Mm-hmm. The end of season eight. Wasn't she denied? From Romania. Oh, so it's a different one? Yeah, this is from Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was like, wait, this is a the plot Romani- hole The Romanian uh, orphanage prefer <laughs> nuclear family. Okay, okay. Um, so now we see Dwight is trying to convince everyone that the wiring is fine. It's not a big deal. Stanley goes, I'm not working in a microwave. <laughs> um, but Jim is like, no, dude, you should really like take care of this and he goes listen if i did i would have to shut down for a week tear out the walls and that's when pam makes the i'm not gonna give you guys a paid vacation for a week yeah yeah and pam says oh a week off that would be nice now jim she's not very uh subtle (laughs) no she's not and jim has a mission now so now we see daryl and clark um in the kitchen while jim goes in and um, Jim is trying to pop just, like, a few kernels of popcorn. Yeah, he puts it in for, like, t- 20 seconds. Yeah. And um, Daryl just wants Clark to teach him PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's what the whole thing was. And then they're like, yo, man, you only got one kernel popped in there. And Jim's all proud of it. Yeah. So now, um, Jim is pretending that he's super nervous about the EMF. And Dwight says he knows what he's doing. He's It's not going to happen. Just yeah. fucking deal with it, Jim. So Jim starts reading the side effects of overexposure to EMF. He says, headaches. Dwight says, had them all my life. <laughs> Breast pain. No nobbies, no probbies. <laughs> I love that line. Um, infertility. <clears throat> and that catches Dwight's attention, but he still won't give in. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, can you grab my popcorn bag? It's over under your desk. <laughs> he's like, keep your snacks on your side, Jim. Duh, you and then he feels, yeah, no, no nobbies, no probbies. Which is not true. Men, you should really check yourself for breast cancer. It happens to you, too. Anyway. I love the way you just put that yeah. public service yeah, announcement PSA. in there. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. So, um, he feels it and he goes, some of these have already crowned. And he goes, that's impossible. It's a brand new bag. And then he looks up and there's a red X directly above Dwight's desk. Mm-hmm. And Dwight freaks out and goes to Andy. Yep. So now Jim is promising Pam a week at the lake. What lake, I wonder? And they're going to go to a pie shop. Yeah, they're going to go to Laverne's pie shop, tires fixed There's also. There's nothing like this anywhere in northeastern Pennsylvania that yeah. I am aware of. Not a pie stand. I feel like I would have heard about this place and yeah. I would have partaken. Lots of farmer's markets. <laughs> oh yeah, tons of that, but there's no pie stands no, or anything like that. No, not that I'm aware of. Uh. But um, but then again, I don't know up in Susquehanna. Susquehanna? Susquehanna? Susquehanna. (laughs) Well, up there, there's a lot that goes on up there. Well, that's what I mean. And I don't don't think I would partake in a pie stand up there. That sounds like something Laverne's Pies tires fixed also. Like, I can see that up there. And, like, dentistry. (laughs) Oh, my God. The county dentist. They just use rope for floss. God. (laughs) Jesus. So, anyway, um, Dwight and Andy come out of the office with a new plan. The office will get fixed and be shut down for a week, but per his contract, 
Dwight will provide a temporary workspace, which will arrive in one hour. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, no, what? So now it's a work bus. And Dwight is doing, like, a little fucking pitch. Like, he's the RV salesman, not from YouTube. (laughs) Fuck Fuck it, it. we'll do a live. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Can't say the fucking word rear. And uh, he's like, it's work bus, the workplace on wheels. Like, doing an infomercial, essentially. Mm -hmm. There's no room anywhere. Everybody's bumping into everything. There's no privacy. Everybody's on phone calls, like, shushing the person next to them every five seconds. If they have laptops that they can work in the work bus... With? They can work from home. Work yeah. from home. Holy fuck. I know yeah. it's the late 2000s, but it was still an option. Everybody's miserable, though. Yeah. So now, Ellie... and Ellie. Nellie <laughs> asks Aaron for help with the adoption paperwork for Pennsylvania. And Aaron is happy to help, but uh, asks that she does not tell Andy about it. Oh, because Andy hates Nellie. Yeah. So now, Clark gets up, and he's, like, talking to himself about stretching. Stanley's yelling at him. Angela then walks, like, and they yell at each other, and Jim's like, yo, dude, like, you're yelling in Pam's face. Calm the fuck down. Then Angela comes over, and she's like, I need to get to the paper. And she, like, pushes Pam over. Yeah, to, like, an overhead compartment. Yeah. She gets the paper, it falls on Pam, spills her coffee all over herself, and Pam's just like, fucking Mondays, am I right? Like. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. (laughs) But, like, basically anything that could go wrong is happening to Pam. Yeah, everybody's miserable. Yeah. So then Jim tries to, like, run out after her. She's trying to clean up from all of this fucking coffee. And Dwight's just, like, laughing. And he's like, oh, it's funny that my wife got the coffee He's like a gargoyle in the front of the bus. (laughs) Just, like, lurching. And he's like, I just see it as karma. You made me put up money for these expensive fixes that are not necessary and you get coffee spilled on your woman. <laughs> She's dripping with beverage. Yes, that's what he says. Thank <laughs> I love that you. line. Um, so Jim then tries to convince everybody that they should take the bus to go get pies. And um, Andy's all for it. And then all of them start chanting pies. The fat people have... Andy says, the fat people have spoken. And Dwight's all pissed off because he doesn't want to spend the gas money. Yep. But Andy tells him to drive, so he has to drive. Yep. So now they leave. The bus pulls out, and Daryl and Clark are left sitting at a table, and they're like, no, wait, don't go. No, please, don't, stop. Andy, Um, you're Stanley, you're going to live forever. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it reminded me of. So now this is the most annoying part. Um, Shabuya roll call. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to talk about it. Kevin had a funny part where he can't make any uh, personal... yeah, he can't have any personal identifier, so he just says, my name is Kevin, and that's my name. Yep. Um, then Best part of the episode. There's here. a hitchhiker. Yes. And uh, I'm trying to think of He's the dressed best like way. a barbershop quartet. Okay, that's what I, I'm <laughs> trying to think of, like, how to explain this He has, straw... like, the flat straw hat, like, a, almost like a electioneering. Yes. yes. That is, and he's dressed in a tan a suit. suit, like a cream-colored suit with a... A matching tie Yeah, the, the, the striped tie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he really looks like something out of 1940s. Yeah, like, like Singing in the Rain, yeah. a hitchhiker from the 1940s. Or like carousel or something. Something. Awesome. And uh, he's and the guy goes, oh, thanks, I'm playing hooky from work yeah, he ju- today. The bus pulls over to pick him up. Yeah. It's random. Doesn't make sense. But he's like, oh, I'm playing hooky from work today. He looks up and it's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's just like... Hey, what's up? <laughs> what does he say? He's just like, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> so now uh, we see Pam. Uh, oh, sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, Aaron, yeah. yeah. Pam is like, something's wrong with Dwight. I can tell. Because they're all like at this stop taking a picture at the big rooster. Cock. Cock. <laughs> and um, Pam's like, there's something wrong with Dwight, who's literally kicking a pebble down the street. Yeah, he's sulking. <laughs> and 
Jim's just like, fuck him. He just doesn't want anybody to have fun. Jim's That's all it is. Yeah, Jim's on a mission, and he does not give a flying fuck. Yeah. Um, Pam's just like, well, he's not, like, plotting revenge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's not Dwight. Something's not right here. Yeah. Um, and then there's Nellie and Aaron. Writing okay. the letter. Yeah, they're writing the letter. I just put stupid. Um, <laughs> well, I thought it was funny when she goes, don't say you're surrendering it to adoption. That you're, ex- or what? oh, God, I forget what word oh, she is. Um, they are never surrendered. They're placed for adoption. Yeah, and she's like, we're not hostages. Yeah. <laughs> she's still in, like, the orphan mindset. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Kevin, um, oh, he can only do math when it comes to pies because they're at a rest stop and he's like, guys, we only have 25 minutes if we're going 55 miles per hour because Lorraine's pies are blah, 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 blah. So then they're like... He does like this word problem from like like eighth grade grade. math. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, they're like, so wait, you can do math when it's pies? They give him an addition or a multiplication problem and he can do it. And then they go, what about salads? And he goes... (laughs) Carry uh, the four. Uh, I just, I don't know, guys. It's, it's not working it's, out. Yeah, like, he cannot do it. <laughs> Which is just fucking amazing. <laughs> so now, Dwight, um, so he says, well, we don't have enough gas, so we have to go find gas. And he's Jim goes, well, we there's a place like a mile back. Let's just go to there. Mm-hmm. The brand name place, Dwight doesn't want to spend the extra money on gas. <sighs> yep. Jim is pushing him and pushing him. Starts fucking chanting. And Dwight escapes through the escape hatch in the roof <laughs> just to get away. So then Pam's like, go talk to him, Jim. Well, Dwight throws his keys at him and calls him the alpha male yeah. and runs away. Big man, go get your woman some pie. <laughs> so now Jim goes up there to talk to Dwight. And basically he's upset about, okay, the terminology. Is he barren or sterile? Well, it's sterile, but Dwight okay. starts off with, Jim, I'm barren. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's what I was like. I don't know if a man can be barren. I thought women were barren. How's the men sterility? Were sterile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now, um, and Nellie goes back to Andy while this is happening and asks to review the letter and sign it. And he's like a, literally a huge dick about it. And he's like, I'm not going to sign that. I told you I would do you a favor. I read it. And that's it. This is Dawn Water. Yeah. He's a dick. <laughs> so now um, Jim is up on the top still and he's like, listen, like a lot of couples take time to conceive. Like it's not just a one and done thing, man. And then Dwight goes, what position did you and Pam use to conceive? Regular or lady on her back? <laughs> I bet you use lady on your on her back, you freak. You freak. What's regular? <laughs> the doggy sound. I, I don't know. <laughs> the mind wanders. <laughs> right? Like... There's lots of things that a farmhand, I guess, could call regular, but... <laughs> well, the animals mount each other, right? I guess, yeah. <laughs> so now Andy is um, walking through the bus, and he hears sobbing, like actual sobbing. Yeah. And then we find out that it's Aaron. Well, Plop turns him on to it. Yeah, he's like, that's not Nellie, man. Yeah, because th- Andy cracks, he's like, British ladies are so sensitive or something. Yeah. And Plop's just like, that's not Nellie. And Andy peeks around, and Nellie is consoling Aaron... Because she feels bad that they failed. Is that it? Or because Andy said mean things about her and doesn't want her to, you know, get an orphan? No, I think it's because they failed. Like, she thought that if they wrote a good enough letter that Andy would sign it. Oh. And I think she feels that they failed and that she won't, like, another kid won't get adopted. See, I took it for that she thought Andy doesn't care about orphans and that's where she came from. I think it could be both. Yeah. Honestly. Um, But Nellie is there consoling her. So then Jim is trying to console Dwight, and Dwight explains that Bildenkinder is a German phrase for single landlords when they adopt, basically adopt <laughs> their, their tenants. <laughs> tenants as family. 
And uh, he gets in, like, Jim's like, well, you have a bunch of building kinder down there who want some pies. Let's go get them their pies. You're the only one who can do it, Dwight. You're their daddy, yep. <laughs> essentially. So then they come down, and Jim's, like, updating Pam on what happened, and Dwight's coming back down through the hatch, like, <laughs> move, <on> idiot. <laughs> that's what happens when you don't move out of the way. Dwight fucking well, that's when, lies out of Well, there. that's when Kevin goes, guys, it's five, tw- or yeah. it's like 455. If we go 61 miles per hour, we'll barely make it. Like, he has the whole equation. We just might make it there on time. <laughs> and Dwight literally flies out of there. Chairs are flying out. They're rolling across one side or the other. Mm-hmm. But they make it. And everybody's eating their pies. We find out that Andy did sign the letter, but he added a few sentences at the end. Something about her being tender. Yeah. So uh, kind-hearted. He, like, apologizes shit. to Nellie and gives it to her. Yeah. Um, and then Kevin tries to get Oscar to get mad at him enough to hit him in the face with his pie. So he could lick it off He's like, I insult you, Oscar. <laughs> I insult you so hard. And what was on in the background in that scene? Behind Oscar and Kevin. I don't know. Aaron and Plop leaning against a fence talking. Oh, I didn't see that. Factors in. I just completely ignore Aaron, so. <laughs> I ignore Plop. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> Again, a cardboard cutout. Oh, God. I'm a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's all I think I'm of the when, he, guy. when he shows up on screen. Like, I'm average. And that dude makes me look like a fucking rock oh my star. God. Like, holy shit. So now Pam and Jim, they're happy. They're eating their pie. They're all peaceful and... Jim's feeling accomplished, and, and she puts Pam her is feeling appreciative that. of his effort. She puts her head on his shoulder, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, they're back. Yeah. And then our closing scene is at back at the office. I like this for one reason. I'll say it when you do it. Andy is still trying to do the Shibuya roll call, but instead he ends it with a banjo solo, and everybody just hates him. It's Foggy Mountain Breakdown by Scruggs, or, uh, Flats and Scruggs, which he roll calls their names. And uh, bang, da, 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 ding, ding, da, da, ding, and it's that's a classic tune of the bluegrass variety. Ruined and Steve, by Andy. Steve Martin and friends do a cover. In like God, it was like 15 years ago. There's a video out there, and Steve Martin is picking the banjo. Yeah. It's really good. Oh, it's really huh. good. Steve Martin is an actually accomplished bluegrass banjoist. He's Did fantastic. Not know that. He's fantastic. Hmm. Uh, I gave this a two. <laughs> I, I gave it a three. Total trash. Mostly just um, I don't even know now. Why I gave it a three? Honestly. It's trash. It's garbage. The but funny I'm parts. I stick by it because I I obviously gave it to it for a reason. Um, funny parts are Kevin with the pie math. Yeah. And Creed as a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm pulling straws. Well, it's white thinking that he was sterile and. The, the, the conversation the between, between him and Jim Dwight. were actually pretty good. The Dwight Jim stuff on top of the bus and before that yeah. were actually okay. And I, I did like the prank that Jim used. Yeah, it was like... Oh, like with the popcorn and the... Well, that's the thing. Dwight's like... Jim's like, oh, it was just a prank about the sterility. Oh, yeah. He's like, your prank was to flood my my building with dangerous electronic energy or whatever. That's He's like, good. I'm not even mad. That's your best prank ever. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, the stuff between Jim and Dwight was like kind of the throwback to how they were in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, this was just a downer. Andy is horrible. Yeah. Like the Andy, Nelly, Aaron thing was, like I said, serious. Wah, wah. Jim and Pam, serious stuff. Um, I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like there's really nothing to talk about here. It was just a, it, it was a fun, it could have been a fun thing. But at the same time, less than one season ago, they were on a bus like this on Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. So, like, they, they've they used the bus two, two years in a row now. Um, and I feel like they did everything they could in the Gettysburg one. So this one, it was just everybody being miserable. Yeah. And then they get pie at the end. Like, 
the writing in this episode. The but I mean, it is, I mean, it's moving kind of forward because we're starting to see the cracks in Jim and Pam's relationship. Yeah, and but, Aaron and Andy, too. But I mean, I do like to see that Jim is making an effort to make it up to Pam because he did lie to her. Yeah, because he's doing what Andy does. sucks. Do. Oh, the Andy, like... He sucks. The, the Change my mind, Twitter. The, so we're four episodes in here, and it's nothing new. Like, well, I, I won't say it's nothing new. Um, it's not funny. It's not The good. show's not enjoyable right no. now. I don't know if it gets better. <laughs> we're going to find out when we talk about the next two episodes, which are... Uh, the next episode, sorry. Episode five, Here Comes Treble. And six, The Boat. I don't feel good about this. <laughs> but um, anything else you want to talk about on this one? Uh, no, but you guys, you can find us on Twitter at Brosis Podcast or via email at brother, sister, uh, rewatch at gmail.com. <laughs> Whatever the fuck the name of the show is. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, you can find the podcast anywhere you listen to cast on Google, Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, wherever. And you can also find us each and every Monday on the Jenny Position podcast feed. So go out there today, subscribe to that. Not only will you get us, get us, I can't even fucking speak, each and every Monday, but you'll get other great shows throughout the week, such as Geek and Sassy, Journey Through Infinity, Freak Out Driving, and more. So that'll do it for this week. We'll be back with those two episodes next week. Until then, we'll catch you on down the road. Have a good one, guys. something else. Publicist, thanks ya bud. As hundred bucks worth of wordy blogger thugs come forth, forthwith to four seasons of flood. To morbidly orbit your toilet like hornets abuzz, forming above like buzzers in love. When you first wake up, spitting sick from the gut and shitting black blood at six, and you wonder why I'm high up, sitting up the blundering braggart from a covered wagon, spitting onto the vagrants and gutters. What does it make me evil? A feeble deranged fuck Cause Jesus would and I would not Drive the needle exchange truck Well if I'm out of luck I'm still pitching notes through this throat Pissing fears and hopes Through the ears of folks listening No matter what Batter up enough of this nonsense You can gather up the contents Of the catcher's cup and suck Do you kneel and squint your eyes And cup your hands against the window Just to see who rides To get a glimpse inside the limo and exercise some tact while I supply the info that you lack. One must pay the frat fee to enjoy the fat-free snack. Strippers, roofies, and six-packs and groupies with big breasts sending out mass texts asking who's next to get his lance waxed in the wickedest sex sack. Step back from the stretch, Mac, and mind the gap. With all due respect, sir, there's a limited cap. You'll need a ticket to 
back of this rented, tinted out black Cadillac. But I can tell by your polo slacks of bagels and blank stare. You're good for the total package and game to be back there. But who am I to judge a man's heart by his yacht wear? And it scares me to death, yes, that I'm starting to not care. Silk sash or a doula dove smashed in an airplane crash. No, no. 